You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Nathan, I want to get to the bottom of this very important question. Yes, I do wear tidy whities occasionally, but mostly, mostly their color difference. You know what Stop I mean? Like right special there, Nathan. box. Stop. Okay. No, no, no that's not done. the question. Uh, thank you for joining TFL Talking Trucks. We are not talking about uh, what we wear, oh. but we do talk about pickup trucks. Uh, this is Andre, and we also have our producer Jay. How's it going? All right, guys. So we're going to get to it because Andre has a lot of information, only half of which he's able to share. Well, no, the, you didn't ask me what question I wanted to get down to. <laughs> okay, what's the question? I want to explore this subject. Pickup trucks are getting more luxurious and very, very pricey, right? Oh, yeah. And, and I want to uh, dig into this question and see you know, what your guys' responses are. Also, are you guys who listen to us and watch our TFL Talk podcast. Well, I, I can pretty much answer for everybody. They're yeah. way too expensive. Yeah. They have been way too expensive, and they're getting even more expensive. But why? Oh. But why? And what is the crux of this? Okay. Okay. So this is where I'm coming from. Okay. I just got back from California, from the San Diego area, which is wonderful and beautiful. Mm -hmm. um, and I was there at the GMC Sierra Denali Ultimate event slash 84X. These are the two premium, the most premium GMC trucks to date. Okay. So explain what these trucks are exactly. Yes. So everybody knows for about 20 years plus, GMC has had the Denali lineup, right? Right. And they, about three years ago, they introduced the 84 lineup, which is their most recent off-road entry, right? Mm -hmm. Their off-road package. Well, they're doubling down on both of them. Okay. And how are they doing that? So Denali Ultimate, mm -hmm. it's the ultimate of the Denali. Okay. It's so like the Cadillac of GM's pickup trucks. Yeah. I think well, they already had the Cadillac with Denali. So what is this? This is no, 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 no. This is the Range Rover Cadillac. <laughs> what is this? No, continue. I, I think Jay hit it on the nose, uh -huh. right? Because Cadillac used to make the Avalanche version of it, the EXT, right? Right. There was a Cadillac pickup. Right. It's no more. We don't have a Cadillac pickup right now. Okay. But this Denali Ultimate may approaching that level. Okay. How? With lots and lots of leather and wood trim. Okay, so it's got extra leather and extra wood, which sounds There's, like it's almost hard to do because 
I mean, it already had tons. I'm, and more yeah. Chrome. Don't forget that. Yeah, exactly. It's so, fantastic. So if you guys are watching our podcast, we're going to have some images and uh, maybe even video clips of these trucks. Uh, of course, I'm oversimplifying here. So, yeah. so let's dig a little deeper because... Uh, first of all, the GMC trucks have been redesigned. We're going to talk about that. Right. Also, Roman had an experience with the F-150 Lightning. He right? did indeed. Yeah, the all-new truck. So mm -hmm. we can talk a little bit about that. We also have news. Yes, we do. Truck news. And also, we have your questions to answer. That's right. Patreon questions are coming at you uh, near the end of the broadcast, I think. Yeah, and yeah. We, of course, we thank your support. Right, patreon.com slash TFLcar is our only way, our only Patreon page for all TFL studios. Right. And so we thank your support. So so let's dig into the style. So first of all, for 2022, GMC Sierra, uh, the new versions of them, get all new style. They redesigned the grille, the headlights, and it's still the C-shape, right? Uh -huh. Kind of a LED signature. Uh, but, well, what do you think, first of all? Well, first of all, I've always thought that the GMC at least with their pickup trucks, their design externally is, in my mind, in my mind, superior to Chevrolet's. I like it's a little bit more sophisticated, and at the same time, it looks very aggressive. This is a more chiseled look, but it's still the GMC look. Um, I gotta tell you though, something about the way the grill sits on it looks like it was put on as an afterthought. This is my own personal opinion. I, I see how it just sort of sits there. We're looking at a picture, by the way, for those of you who are listening of the front end of the GMC Sierra, and it just kind of looks like it was taped on. Yeah, and the part of it is actually part of the hood as well. Jay, so that, Jay what that, do you think about uh, the, the way the front end looks? I like the fact they didn't go with as much chrome or literally any at all. I like the, the blacked out look. Yeah. Uh, it does look good, but it, you know, Nathan has a point that it kind of looks like it's sort of bolted on there. But then again, that's, that's GM for you. Uh, as a rule, they, it's, they have this platform, this general design, and they can only do X amount with a truck that's also sold as the Chevrolet Silverado. Okay, so the thing is, is that this is the AT4X. Yes. So that's why it's all blacked out, as opposed to yeah. the other GMCs, just so you guys know, which do have a boatload of chrome all over them. So this, that's what makes this unique in terms of its overall design. Exactly. And then Denali Ultimate has darkened chrome, Ooh. if you can believe it. You know what they called it? You what? know what the marketing name for that darkened chrome look? Black chrome. Vader chrome. <gasps> really? Yes. Oh, dude, and, Lucas and, is going to be ticked. I was say, they get I, Disney's permission I have that? no idea what the background, the copyright information right. is, but it's on their press release. They called it Vader chrome. And you know when they announced it? Hmm. On May, May 4th. 4th, yes. Okay. I, would, I would buy that just because it's called Vader Chrome. May, May the 4th be with you. Yeah, yeah. That, so I, I have no idea what the background copyright uh, trademark information is. I'm guessing that General Motors can afford it. Uh, rumor has it they have yeah. some money. But um, at the same time, there's other automakers that are using a lot of Star Wars stuff too, including Nissan. So it's interesting to see that uh, they're going after that. I wonder if that means that they're going to do more in the future. So here's the thing. Uh, why are they doing this? Why is the AT4X and Denali Ultimate Truck? Yeah, why did, what is the difference between the AT4X and the Radio AT4, first of all? Yeah, it, it has to do with suspension, um, premium off-road suspension with DSSV Multimatic spool valve shocks, which is very similar to the ZR2. Uh -huh. um, and uh, also lockers, right? Front and rear lockers, which is very unique. So are you telling me that this GMC is essentially the same as the Chevrolet Silverado uh, ZR2 that you drove recently? Underneath. 
That's what I'm saying. Underneath, it's basically the same. Okay, okay. Yes. That means 6.2 liter V8 as well. Exactly, 420 horsepower. But what about the diesel? No. Damn! No. Ooh. So, so here's why. So they've been super successful. Like I mentioned, 20 years of Denali name already. Uh-huh. Lots of brand equity there, right? People True. understand it. Uh, 84 is growing. Yes. And they told us um, here at this event that oh, about 50% of their total truck sales are Denali and 84. And then, uh, and so, so the customers are appreciating those trim levels. They like the styling, right? They refine the styling and they're taking it to the next level. Mm-hmm. And I think the big deal is inside. So if we can get to the inside picture, at least on one of these. Okay, that's um, the inside. Yeah, this is, uh, this is where they kind of took it to the next level. And this is where it differentiates itself further from the Silverado ZR2. Mm-hmm. Because as soon as you open the door, you have obviously, you know, premium badging everywhere right. to let you know what it is. But also leather covered almost everything. So if you look at the top of the dash, it's got the stitching and yeah, some leather. Yeah, I can leather. see the stitching, the, the raised white stitching there. You ha- you can see by your knee on the center console, there's mm-hmm. leather, leather there. Of course, the steering wheel, the seats themselves, the special trim, the darkened kind of wood trim as well. So, and this truck uh, also suede like uh, headliner. Can you imagine suede headliner in an off-road truck? I, I'm still. I can imagine I'm ra- because because <laughs> it's here. Well, yeah, and, and they have to differentiate it more from from the Chevys. So like, what are you gonna do? Sweet headliner. So so then, then like we said, still the V8 engine. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, suspension is unique to the 84X. Spool uh, valve. Um, and of course, you know the articulation, the way it works. The tires though are 32s. I really wanted them to 32s. Yeah. Well, wait. With the the Chevrolet it's is 33. The 33. Okay. Yeah. So different tires. So they went for the slightly different appearance and capability. Uh, but it's it's a little confusing to me because because wouldn't you think you know GMC is more premium than well, Chevrolet? Yeah, but what what's the brand on the tire? I'm just curious. Uh, still Goodyear Wrangler, but the GMC has the Duratrac. Mm-hmm. You know the yeah. beefy lugs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? The, the Duratrac. Um, and the Silverado has the Territory MT. That's interesting that they decided to do that. I wonder if it has to do with ride quality. Um, you are not able to talk about actually your driving impressions of the trucks. So we can't talk about whether or not that tire is a better, you know, a, a quieter or something like that. But yeah. it's interesting to see how they decided to go to two different directions. So what we'll have to do is take both of them off-road and bash them and see which one feels more luxurious on the inside. Which we'll be doing soon. Because, yes. uh, you know, they're actually getting to dealers now. Mm-hmm. So if you're interested, of course, you can go out and get them. The 84X starts at about 77000 Wow. Okay. Yeah. So this is what I'm trying to get to. Uh, seventy-seven grand is, for example, a starting price of a TRX, right? Well, it was. Technically. Yeah, technically. Technically, if you look on, uh, on the sticker. Yeah, before people before, double the prices at dealerships. Um, then the Raptor is in the same price range. That's right. Um, with, with options, mm-hmm. even. So, so you have to decide, you know, which truck do you want? Do you want something, you know, wider? maybe a little bit more powerful? Do you want something like this that may be a little bit nicer on the inside and maybe understated? You know, you see what I'm saying? I know exactly what you're saying. I actually had a conversation, I can't mention his name, but he's a, a big player with um, both General Motors and formerly Ford. And a long time ago, we're talking 15 years ago, he warned me that premium trucks are gonna be the rage and he saw that luxury barges were going away. 
progressively. And there's a lot of reasons behind it. One of which is people want utility and at the same time they want the luxury. So and they're stepping out of the sedan into the truck. You're right. Saying. And yeah. for a while there, SUVs were really the thing. I mean, look at, you know, the Lexus, you know, RX. Yeah. Still a huge seller. People like buying them. Why? They're comfortable and utilitarian. However, they're not as macho as a truck. So people, if they have the option for a pickup truck that rides beautifully, that has an amazing interior with all the amenities, that's happening. And it's happening now. And unfortunately, because as awesome as these trucks are, and they're loaded with tech, and we're going to talk about tech in a minute, they are becoming more expensive, which is drawing everything up with them. All the boats rise as the water rises. Yes, and also they introduce new technologies, like you said. Uh, hey, Jay, can you pull up an image of the new 2023 Yukon? This yeah. is the SUV that there they also announced. Uh, also on the same day. One know, of my same, favorite SUVs, by the way. Same week. Uh, the Yukon has been, you know, obviously the redesigned one has been around for yeah. a couple of years. And this is a 2023 Denali Ultimate. Yeah, it looks like there's some differences there. The grill definitely looks different. I'll tell but you do that. you see the Vader Chrome? Oh, God. That's yeah, Chrome. Yeah, that's, that's Vader that, Chrome. That, that's I'm, I'm, that's yeah. the Vader Chrome, huh? Yes. Yeah, I hear so it's kind of the standard, Andre? Uh, on the Denali Ultimate. The Denali. Yes. Okay. So here's another thing. What they were telling me mm. from the GMC team is that a lot of customers who appreciate the capability, like you were saying, yeah. and the luxury, they usually order every, they check every box. Right. So they say, you know, I want the maximum towing capability. I want the best four-wheel drive system. I want the best, you know, I want a heads-up display. I want a I sunroof. Want, and blah, I want blah, a blah. sunroof. Yeah. I want everything. So they said, why bother with checkboxes? Order one thing, Denali Ultimate, and get everything, right? Mm -hmm. So basically very few options. You just get a fully loaded vehicle. Is that both wheelbases, by the way? You know what? I, I don't know. This is a, they're showing the short one, so, right? Yeah, now. they are showing the short. That was the short one, but did they they didn't mention if it's long wheelbase? No, they did not say that uh, specifically. So I think they're kind of testing the waters. Mm -hmm. um, also, very unique wheel design as well. Now this goes to another level because there is a Cadillac that competes with this. Yes. So now yeah, I was we're, just we're say, I'm confused by this now because with the trucks there was no Cadillac, but all of a sudden there's. It's called the Escalade. <laughs> and it exists. And it exists. And, and it has many of the same tech, right? Mm -hmm. And in long wheelbase form, too. Yes. So, so uh, why let, let, us, let yeah. us know, guys. So I, I think what I think those two brands represent maybe different things to people, to the I, to That, consumers. I think, is a brand recognition yeah. because I think a GMC guy is not the same as a Cadillac guy. Cadillacs are ostentatious. They tend to get me in your face. A little face. bit more showy, right? They're a lot yeah. more showy. A little more yeah. like L.A., Beverly Hills crowd. Yeah. Um, Something like that. Ohio um, as well. Ohio, sure. Um, <laughs> but GMC, I, I think, maybe flies a little bit lower on the that's radar. That's exactly right? it. So what if you want the Cadillac, but you don't want the Cadillac? And it's sort of Lexus versus, um, was well, a Genesis as well. You know what I mean? It's, it's kind of a similar type of mentality in terms of the two different yeah, levels. Yeah, and, and we're entering a world where the badge actually means a lot. Uh, we, we've been right? in that world the for brand, a while. The brand. Think about how large a Cadillac crest is on those SUVs. It's bigger than your head. Yes. They're huge. Well, the GMC so badge is The GMC logo is pretty big. Yeah, it's <laughs> damn big. But, but there's kind of a point here is that, you know, obviously brand recognition. And at the same time, there are people who will drive a GMC who would never touch a Cadillac and vice versa. That's my guess. Yeah. That's my guess. I, I personally am neither of those. So uh, let's talk about tech. Do you yes. have an image inside this truck? I do. Uh, yeah. Uh, there we go. That's got the Super Cruise. Um, 
So technology, uh, so Super Cruise is now entering the Yukon mm-hmm. for the first time. It wasn't the Cadillac, so it started in the Cadillac. Brand. Yeah, they were the first to have it, and almost their entire fleet now has it available. Yeah, so now, so now we're transitioning to this Yukon, mm-hmm. um, and also the Sierra Denali Ultimate also has Super Cruise available now. Right, uh, but how do we know that it has Super Cruise? Well, tell one, the audience why. Well, one simple way of knowing is looking at the steering wheel. Exactly. Right. And it has that kind of a light indicator on top of the yeah, steering wheel. Yeah, so it's a bunch of LEDs that go across the top of the steering wheel. Yeah, so if it's if it's red, for example, the system is not happy. Mm-hmm. If it's blue, that means it's kind of in, in a tr- transition state. You know, it's either letting you know something or it's about to be engaged. Right. And green means everything is, you know, great. It's happy. It's driving, for, you know, for you. But you have to pay attention still. The driver has to pay attention. Okay. And um, before we get to this system, I want to, to throw this out there, Andre, to you. Yes. One of these days, we'll probably get up one of these vehicles that will have Super Cruise of some sort in it. We will. Yes. Uh, as, as a permanent vehicle or, you know, semi-permanent vehicle. I propose to you that you take the LEDs out of there and replace them with your own different color LEDs, not tell Roman. Mm. And all of a sudden, it flashes orange. Orange and blue. Right. Like, oh, no, no, not blue, because they use blue. Just, just orange. Yeah, magenta, whatever. But, you know, and, and pink. Just, pink. Yes. I was just going to say, like, just pink. pink Imagine color. him just coming in and going, Andre, I don't understand why it's flashing pink. And then you could do this. Oh, oh it's a new bad. feature. No, no, for no, 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 no. Just shake your head and go, that's really bad. What did you do? Uh, oh, that would be a bet. Okay, it's a pr- It's a it's, very expensive, uh, time-consuming prank. I'm sure t- uh, that GM wouldn't be happy about it. But anyway, it's an idea. Let's continue, though. Let's talk about Super Cruise. What is it and... I can't talk about how good it is, but what can it do? Yeah, well, it has a very, uh, very, very important feature because it supports towing. That's correct, which I believe nobody else really does with their... Right. So there's, of course, competitive systems, right? Yeah, Ford Uh, Blue Cruise. Ford Blue Cruise. Um, There is, you know, Lexus is working on a system um, and rolling it out in some production vehicles very soon. Uh, Tesla has their system too. Tesla has their system, of course. Rivian is working on a similar system, right? Uh, Etc. We can name every brand, yeah, almost, pretty much, right? Uh, but but these systems, uh, they're semi-autonomous, hands-off, which right. means you're not touching the steering wheel on the highway. It has to be on a pre-mapped highway. Uh, there's GMC team says it's about two hundred thousand miles in North America. So Over, includes, they say actually. Yeah, uh, they're adding mileage as every we go. Day, that's other, yeah. So it includes the United States and Canada, mm-hmm. parts of Canada as well. So, and it supports towing. So this is interesting. As soon as you plug in a trailer, obviously there's a little tool uh, on the center console that helps you kind of define what you're towing. Mm-hmm. If it's a boat, if it's a horse trailer, mm-hmm. if it's a camper, stuff like that. Um, and, oh, and it has another really cool feature I'll tell you in a second. Uh-huh. Um, and then um, it, it works up to the capability. Let's say the Yukon can tow 8,000. Well, by gosh, the Super Cruise will support actually towing hands-free with 8,000 pounds. I'm still focusing on the by gosh part, but keep going. Mm, sorry. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> uh, so, but then they have another uh, feature that's called GCW alert. Do you know what that means? Well, I'm guessing that it means if you go over the GCW, it's going to alert you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what is GCW? Uh, Jay, what is GCW? Uh, I think exactly what it what it says it is. It's Gross combined weight. So, but... You're not defining, you're not entering the number of pounds you think you weigh mm-hmm. with the truck and the trailer and everything that's in it. As soon as you accelerate a couple times, they have an algorithm that's running and it says how much power does it take to move the vehicle. And it estimates your total weight for you. Does that work uphill? 
I, 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 <laughs> sorry. I, I but, but or downhill. Yeah, but so. wouldn't that make sense that that would make a different? Uh, I'm sure that they they well, have some. But, but they have inclinometers. I, I, exactly. Dude, yeah, yeah. They have so many sensors and computers and these things. You know, it's it's unbelievable. I, I'm sure. But so it, it estimates your weight using you know how much power does it take to move the vehicle and accelerate it. Right. right? And then if you're if it thinks you're over. Let's say you're towing your new boat and you forgot that it weighs 12,000 pounds, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, it'll, it, it, it will alert you. And it'll say, you might need a bigger, you know, more capable vehicle because you just overloaded yours. But will it shut the vehicle off and not let you drive? No, I don't think so. Okay. It's an alert. But it's an big, alert. But the big question is, would you feel comfortable towing something like a boat or any, anything that heavy, that big, on Super Cruise? And that answer will come next week when I show right. you my video. Right. There we go. Um, so that's quite interesting because I was in California on I-5, mm-hmm. Interstate 5, oh, yeah. between San Diego and Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. And that was my experience. Uh, we ca- I cannot talk about all of it because it's embargoed for a few more days. Right, right. To be fair to all the other journalists who are doing it. Uh, but you can't say that you did tow a very large trailer uh, on that road. And this is not the first time you've used Super Cruise with a trailer either. Exactly. Because exactly. I had an experience at the Proving Grounds with mm-hmm. General Motors, which is cool. So all the other manufacturers right now, like we said, Ford and some others, offer hands-free. Uh, but, but GM is the first one with trailering, which, now, is, which is important. I should mention that we, we've talked about Super Cruise before. Uh, actually, in a video where we were talking about tech. Uh, which is a good video, by the way, uh, for talk. And some viewers mentioned that uh, Blue Cruise from Ford will work with towing. Now, I, there's a big difference in terms of what those two systems will do. So you guys go ahead and let us know below exactly what you think it will do. However, officially speaking, General Motors seems to be the one who's carrying the most water when it comes to the ability to tow well, well, so we're also, as we progress with these new vehicles, you know, 2022 models, 2023 models, they're becoming more and more smart. Exactly. And, and, and you know, they've been smart, but now they're acting on their information. Right. right? And also updated information progressively. Yeah, over the air, too. Right. Exactly. Um, so if you plug in the, uh, something into the receptacle of the, you know, seven pin connector from the trailer to the truck, right? Mm-hmm. The truck now knows something is there and it starts running tests, mm-hmm. like in, in this case. So if you tell it, oh, never mind, I'm not towing anything, but something is plugged in, it'll say something is plugged in. Ah. So the truck is actually kind of speaking up a little bit, right, and, and asking the driver and trying to help, right? It's not, it's not meant to be very intrusive. Yeah, the whole point is that it's supposed to make you more competent and safer Or maybe just re- relax you a little bit. Like I was in stop-and-go traffic, mm-hmm. you know, I would – Maybe I want somebody to drive for me in traffic. You know, it's yeah. not exciting. So that type of thing. It's better than hiring somebody from the side of the road to go and jump into your vehicle while you sit in the passenger seat. Not that I'm saying to do that. Well, uh, because you're behind the wheel of an $80,000 plus vehicle. See, and that's where the problem comes in because then hiring somebody could be, you know. Mm. Okay. So let's move on to uh, what I'm looking at here, which once again brings up something that it's the only issue I really have with their interior. Some of their switchgear I'm not a big fan of. We can't talk about whether or not that makes a difference in terms of your driving experience, but we can say this. If you look at the Sierra pickup, that has a proper gear lever. If you look at the this. The Yukon. The Yukon. Has buttons. Those are push buttons. For the transmission. And they've had that for a while. Yes. Uh, and I co- don't like those. Yeah. You, you, you've used it. You've driven. Jay, you drove the uh, Yukon recently, I right? Had a, yeah, I had a Yukon AT4 with the 6.2 liter. 
Yeah, that's the new option that they just introduced. Fantastic. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it is fantastic. But those push buttons, they're really kind of annoying. They're just it's. I didn't find them to be very good for that vehicle. I kind of almost wish they were toggle switches instead. Instead of, so the park button is actually something you push. push. The reverse, you have to the pull. reverse is a pull, pull like and a the drive button. is a pull. Yeah, exactly. That would have been better instead of just so, pushing it. So, so yeah. So, I mean, I think many people have maybe their own opinions of it. Mm-hmm. I, it takes me, like, I don't know, several minutes to get used to it when I get in it. And then I'm kind of okay with it, but still I'm... I'm you know, without park- looking, without looking at it, you have to kind of search around for it. Well, right? parking is the issue. Going back and forth from drive oh, switching, to par- yeah, yeah, drive, park, reverse, drive, park, reverse. That's where, uh, and even after driving one of these vehicles for several days, uh, I found it to be an issue. And I did drive one last year cross country, and loved the vehicle. It had the diesel in it, which is mm. superb. Um, but I did notice that that was, that, that was probably my biggest gripe. So it's still there, but what I'm looking at is an interior that has what looks like exquisite leather. I mean, especially on those yes. armrests. And if you look at the seats as well, since we're looking at the uh, interior here, mm-hmm. uh, both the Denali Ultimate Sierra and Yukon now, and uh, the 84X have very another unique feature okay. that's not available in other GMCs. Massaging seats. Ooh. Something Ford's had for a long time. Yes, but now GMCs have them. And if you see the seat bottoms, they look a little bit more plushy. Yeah. And that was one of our main complaints with the ZR2 and some of the other Silverado trucks, etc. It's just the seat bottom is too hard. Not the case here. Okay. I mean, they went all out. And you can, there's like five different massage settings, three different intensities. <laughs> I love it. Uh, seat bottom, seat back. Uh, and you can use it while off-roading and uh, or whatever, driving on the highway. Jay, trust me on this. All you need are massaging seats. Forget about marriage. <laughs> oh, are we I'll entering the in marriage line. advice? No, no. This is just the one thing I <laughs> wanted to say. getting to Nathan's marriage advice segment here. Uh, no, it's, it's just the one thing I'm helping you with. I'm going to save you money, time, and headache and heartache. So there okay. you go. So uh, massaging seats is all you need. And now GM is there. Yes. But it's also different. $80,000 vehicle. Uh, yeah. At least you're getting... It. A feature that helps make it really stand out. Yeah, and it differentiates it from others. True. And it also, you know, yeah. Is this avail- Are those seats available in the AT4 uh, X? Remember X. X. Stands but only for with the X, right? Not the regular. Not, not the regular. AT4. Okay, so you got to step with, up with the X. You step up, then you can get those seats. Nathan, you got to pay to play oh, yeah, gotcha. uh, when when you're entering this world. But people are going to. And I mean, well, they wouldn't the be thing. offering these vehicles at these price points if if there were no customers. If there were no customers, they've right. done their research. They know there's yeah. customers who are willing to pay. So, so this is kind of you know where the subject of this show of this episode is. We can talk about it on a different next episode, perhaps. Mm-hmm. We can talk about value because I think we need to take the industry or at least recommend. Both you and I, Nathan, and Ju as well. We love value. I would yeah. say so. We can talk about that. Save it for another show. How about can we switch to the F one fifty Lightning? Right I now? would like to because Roman just got back from that event, and yes. there are some videos out there already from the event. Uh, but there are also other embargoed things that can't come out yet. So there's a little bit of a mix. Yeah. So the F one fifty Lightning um, started production officially. Uh, this is for customer. Uh, mm-hmm. Consumption now they had an okay to buy status, which means Ford approved 
the company approved, you know, actual sale of the vehicles. They're ready. They're starting to ship. We're getting more excited because we had a pre-order at yep. CFL. Uh, we had an order for the Lightning. It looks like it's progressing. Yep. So every, if everything falls in place, we'll be owners of a Lightning as well. And then, uh, so Roman experienced it. He showed us already like three different versions of him. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's he, right. He's been all over the place. <laughs> he was really excited when he came back the other day. Yeah, but Just we cannot talk about uh, driving impressions. We, we cannot like talk that. about his excitement if it related to driving. But he was excited to see the Platinum, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, then the Lariat he also saw. And then the Pro, which is the most affordable. Which person. is the work truck, which is the one that regular humans will be able to afford yeah. in some cases. Um, <laughs> it's like yes. 40 grand it starts out at. Yeah. Or just, or just under. It's, yeah. really, it's, it's less than that, I think. Yeah, um, like 39. Like 39 nine. something. $10 less than like 40. S- but the point here is that also there's been some number changes, Andre. Have there yeah. been some updates? Yeah, so we have a separate story about this. So it's part of our news segment as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so they raised horsepower, they raised payload, and they raised, well, they talked about their range as well. So we know a lot of numbers. Okay. So the, let's talk about horsepower because this is a big deal. Absolutely. If you buy the base, base F-150 Lightning, mm-hmm. let's say the Pro, with the uh, standard range battery, mm-hmm. it now is rated at 452 horsepower. Okay. Wow. That's two horsepower more than which truck that Ford has? Uh, that would be the, well, the Raptor. The Raptor. Yeah. The base Lightning is more powerful than the Raptor. What do you think about them apples? It's completely inconsequential because electric motors are completely different than gas engines in every measurable way. As a matter of fact, I don't think that horsepower and torque should be measured anymore the way they currently are <laughs> with, with electric trucks. Not that I'm saying that's bad. I, no, no. I love the torque that, uh, that electric uh, power provides, but I just you can't really compare the two. That's well, first my of all, opinion. you have a single gear. Uh, yeah, the transmission yeah. is basically a single step. And maximum torque at zero RPM. Yeah. Maximum torque. But you know what we should do and can do and will do? What? Drag racing. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Definitely. Because that's real world. Like, we can talk about 452 horsepower or whatever, you know. It should be heavier than the uh, Raptor. It, it is heavier. Like, like yeah. noticeably. Yeah. So, uh, uh, I, we know that you guys love drag racing. We do too because it's fun. Yes, it is. Right. And we do other stuff like towing and, you know, f- off roading and fuel efficiency. Right. But we've been using a new quarter mile track, which uh, over the past few months, some of you have noticed in the back, in the older day, olden days, uh, we had an uh, eighth of a mile track and it wasn't enough. That so was now, three months ago. Yeah. It wasn't that long ago. <laughs> but the point is, is that now we have a proper uh, quarter mile. And the thing is, is that some of you guys, some of you uh, internal combustion fans are going to be like, wait a minute. A uh, quarter mile, a mile above sea level, means that the spoils are most likely going to go to an electric vehicle. And in often cases, yes, you would probably be right. Really, the question is by how much. And also, remember, there are a ton of electric vehicles, trucks, that are coming in the very near future. So it's going to be interesting to see how they fare against each other. Yeah, and I see a lot of, um, actually, comparisons where we can do some high-performance internal combustion trucks. Yes. Including diesels. Mm-hmm. You know, yes. heavy-duty diesels, which can be very powerful and also still tunable. Mm-hmm. Um, and then electric vehicles. I, I think we're in this golden age, a really cool time where we have, you know, all the internal combustion engines are at the top of their game. Right? Yeah. Look at the Hellcat motors, some other engines that are coming online pretty soon, like oh, yeah. the new three-liter Twin turbo oh, straight in. Yeah, uh, yeah straight tur- yeah, hurricane. Um, so, and then we have electrics coming on board too. Yep. So this is this is going to be really exciting. What's going to be really interesting, like five six years down the line, 
is when the Lightning Raptor arrives. Because you know Ford's going to probably do it. Yes. And it may not take five or six years. Yeah, it could be It less. may we take sooner. It may yeah. come sooner. And there are some videos already out there that Roman threw out showing some mild off-roading with the Raptor, including, not Raptor, sorry, <laughs> Lightning. I think he went through some mud or yeah, something. Yeah, he went something pre- relatively thick mud. And we will be doing a lot more of that in the future, like some serious off-roading with it. But there was something I wanted to bring up, and I, I, I someone wrote me recently about this. Cold weather performance and something that electric trucks cannot do that internal combustion trucks can do. Which is what? Exterior heat. Now, we experienced that in a minor way when little things like LED headlights, how ice forms on them and won't go away because there's no heat really coming from an LED as opposed to a regular uh, incandescent light or something along those lines. Mm -hmm. What about a whole electric truck? bounding around in the freezing cold, which is something we have here in Colorado. That's going to be something that we need to measure, which we will. Yes. And uh, obviously Ford and other manufacturers have tested in various environments. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're showing at least one image from their Alaska facility where I think this was actually a military facility that Ford was also using mm-hmm. uh, up there in the cold, um, in the cold, cold, cold climates right. of Alaska. Uh, it's a really good point. Like, there's things like heat pumps, right? Mm-hmm. And the way how you transfer, also for the cabin, not just the lights. Yeah. You know, also for passengers and drivers. It's uh, more than a hairdryer blowing, you know, that's, that's hooked <laughs> up to an outlet. It's, it's a lot yeah. more than that. And in this case, um, you know, Ford really pushed. We know for a fact that for years Ford has been working on this tech and working on this truck. And what's interesting to us is that right now, if you think about it, General Motors already has a truck in the pipeline. It's coming very soon. Andre did a lot of stuff with that one, the Silverado EV. And then there's the Ram Revolution, which is coming out in about a year and change. Well, um, well they said they'll show the concept this year in the this fall. This year, but, yeah. but it's officially, I think, But it's next, like 2024 model. Exactly, yeah, exactly. Yeah. exactly. So, so, and then on top of that, we know that Toyota's working on at least a Tacoma version of an electric truck of some sort, right? We know that. Uh, yeah, it's hard to say how big this truck will be. We have no idea, right. but we do. We, we saw the prototype in an image that we have yeah. on TFL truck. And Nissan is playing with the idea of having a small electric vehicle. These are just the, the, a start. Oh, and also Volkswagen. Yes. Volkswagen's oh, been right. talking yeah. about Remember a few the different Remember the VW things. designer, the yeah. new ID buzz. And, and, and also, you know, f- uh, VW is with Ford. You know, they have a partnership on mm-hmm. pickups and also right. electric vehicles. Right. And uh, um, actually, Jim Farley, CEO of Ford, also teased another electric pickup that's coming online in Tennessee. Right. And so that begs the question that's most likely going to be a smaller truck of some sort. So will that be like an electrified Maverick? Will it be an electrified Something Ranger? else maybe? Or something completely different? And Could will be- they share it with VW? Right. Could it be on VW's MEV platform? Which mm-hmm. serves as the basis of the ID Buzz, the ID Four, oversees the ID Three hatchback. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of interesting possibilities here that really could come to fruition. So I, I think kind of like looping around, uh, Andre's point about it being the golden age is correct because you do have internal combustion at its peak. That's including turbocharging, supercharging, regular, you know, cylinder deactivation, everything. Different fuels, of, everything. Yeah, all the way up to ten speed transmissions. Some vehicles still having manuals, still just a couple. Mm -hmm. And then you have hybrids, a ton of those that are hidden and that are already out there. And then on top of that, electric vehicles. So it's a hell of a time right now to be in the truck market. It's wonderful. Yeah, I'm really thankful for this. I bet you are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, 
How about this? Can we hit a couple of news items and then some questions? Absolutely. That sounds like yeah. a great idea. Okay. So we had a, well, a lot of news keeps just dropping every day. We already <laughs> talked about, you know, Ford bumping their lightning numbers. Up. Right. Uh, by the way, their extended range truck is at 580 now horsepower. 580. Yeah. So so they upped that and uh, the payload is now 2,235. Is there any change to the range on either of them? Uh, well, the extended range is now rated at 320 miles, by okay. the way, on the Lightning. And we'll be testing that very soon, I hope. Yes. Uh, actually, in the real world. Because EPA can say one thing, but... Those are just estimates. People need to understand. Yeah. Like EPA, it's not... It's everybody's not, driving style differs. So yes, it's an exactly. estimate. This is what you can probably expect. But real world's different. Yeah, and sometimes real world could be better. It exactly. doesn't have to be worse. Which reminds me, uh, Roman, and we can mention this, did some towing videos as well with this vehicle. And you'll be able to see that in the near future as well. So stay tuned for that. And more off-roading as That's well. That's correct. Yeah, yeah, totally. And same for the GMC Sierra, by the way. Mm -hmm. uh, like we said, um, the hands-off towing videos coming. Right. It's free. Um, and then also we took the AT4X into the Diablo drop-off. Have you ever been to the Diablo drop-off, Jay or Nathan? Nope. Yeah. Oh, I think okay. I have. In the Borrego Desert. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the Borrego. Actually, yeah. just recently. Yeah. In fact, uh, we what almost got driving? stepped. Well, the Honda. <laughs> and they were like, no, 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 no. You, and did, I you did Did you drop in all the way in? No, but we did that earlier with uh, a Jeep. But the uh, with the Honda, I almost did. And when they found out where I was going, they said, no, please don't. Okay. So it's a Baraka Desert is yeah. near San Diego. The Salton Austin Sea. It's right and, by the Salton and, Sea. And near the border with Mexico. Yes, I mean, it is. Yeah, really close. Mm -hmm. um, so uh, that video is still coming. So you will see if the GMC can conquer the Diablo drop-off. It's a drop -off. hell of a dip. So uh, I'm very curious to see that. I, I think I saw the devil, actually. <laughs> really? Well, you work with him every day. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, uh, but let's talk about, yeah, let's talk about news. some news. Yes. What's, I don't know if anyone else has been following this, but, you know, um, Rivian, they're not building enough uh, trucks and SUVs. Probably that has to do with the Amazon Prime delivery vans they owe Bezos in like five, ten years. Very short period of time. In short, they needed a new factory. It looks like uh, that's going to be happening in Georgia, rural Georgia. And Rivian has just won a one and a half billion dollar tax incentive package to build that factory in Georgia. And so yeah, so let's just can I can I just add to that a little bit? Yep, so please. obviously they have a lot of orders, like you were saying, um, a lot of interest initially. People uh, pre-ordered their vehicles, yes, they did. including the uh, the SUV as well, mm -hmm. the R1S SUV and the R1T truck, um, and then you know. Component shortages, whatever, whatnot. Their Illinois factory is producing trucks. Mm -hmm. Actually, I just saw a couple of transporters on the highway carrying Rivian trucks. That's a good sign. So, good. so they're, they're shipping some of them, um, but not enough. Like you're saying, Jay, uh, they need to boost their production levels. So they're creating a new factory. Right, five billion dollar factory in total, and it's going to uh, eventually wait for it, produce four hundred thousand electric vehicles annually. Whoa, I mean, they'll probably take us several years, you know, to get to that point, right? right? Is there any word on if they're going to be doing the Amazon trucks at that same facility? 400,000 sounds like an awful lot. Yeah, because they, I think they, the, the order with Amazon was like near 100,000. Yeah, they so owe, they owe Amazon 100,000 trucks by like the end of the decade. So that like 10, most likely that's where they're going to be producing years, them as right. well. Then. But yeah. this is going to be a massive new facility and it's supposedly going to create another 7,500 jobs. Mm-hmm. And a pretty good yearly wage. And I think it's going to be up online by 2028. 
Well, mm-hmm. that's a little while. It so, is, but that takes but, time. But, but there's precedent for this too. Like, yeah. so Tesla has um, just you know unveiled their factory in Austin. I mean, it's coming online soon. And their uh, factory in Germany just went online recently. Exactly. Berlin, so, yeah. so uh, Ford is uh, um, starting their pr- production facility construction in Tennessee, like mm-hmm. we mentioned. Uh, GM is expanding their facilities as well because they also have a Michigan facility already. Right. And they're expanding. So, actually, many manufacturers are following this kind of. Let's spread out. Let's have different locations, and let's manufacture more. Vehicles. And that's just here in the United States. Worldwide, automakers are expanding, and in some cases, some of them are taking the chip shortage and other shortages into account, and they're trying to build their own version of chip storage factories and whatnot. Yeah, which and makes their a own lot battery of sense. factories too. Yes, and their own battery factories as yeah. well, which once again makes total sense. So, it's going to be interesting to see where that goes. Yeah. Quick correction. That about the 2028, in order to receive the money from the state of Georgia, Rivian agrees to create those 7,500 jobs uh, with an average wage of $56,000 a year plus benefits by the end of 2028. So that's okay. part of that it's contract. Part of the okay. big contract deal. Okay. Yeah. But they'll be online probably sooner than that. I would oh, hope. yeah, for sure. I would hope. I would hope so too, okay. because you know, it's not going to make any money until it starts cranking out vehicles. Yep. Right. What's the next uh, uh, yeah. zero to sixty news item? Yeah, uh, GM is gonna it is it's going to if it hasn't already uh, end the stop sale order on heavy duty trucks. I heard about this. Yes. So there was a I think this was a very short period. Mm-hmm. I think a matter of days, where somebody reported some problems with engines hydrolocking. Mm-hmm. And they were trying to investigate it. This was related to the Duramax engine, that, right? Six point six liter turbo diesel. Duramax yeah. So DH. these are the big uh, heavy duty diesel engines. Right. Um, and then it appears to be resolved. Well, so what is hydrolock in case anyone doesn't know? So, well, hydrolock can, can be caused by a n- number of things, like going through deep water. But these trucks were not in water. <laughs> So it wasn't clear if it was maybe some cooling system um, a f- a fault or some some sort of some sort of a thing like that where mm-hmm. it was affecting the, the way the engine was operating. Right. But the issue is now resolved. Okay. Because that was kind of a that's it, a big deal. That's a big deal because I was talking to the GMC team when I was there. Yeah. And for heavy duty trucks, they told me when you're looking at Denali's and some of the more premium heavy duties, ninety percent of them are diesel. And they mm. sell a lot of them. I bet. So can you imagine stopping sale on your the bulk of your sale? Even for a few days, yeah, it's going that to could absolutely be hit your bottom detriment. line. Yeah, huge. So they resolved it. They jumped on it. The problem was solved. That was interesting. Okay. Good for them. Next, well, next 0 yeah, to 60 yeah. news item. Now, this one's just a little more, uh, how we, should we call it, humorous. Uh, a guy breaks his vertebrae after jumping a 2021 Ford F-150 Raptor. I don't uh, think he's laughing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, we can laugh a little bit. I'm sure this yeah. guy is not at all. Uh, the footage is posted online. We can bring that up for you. Uh, yeah, so so I, I, saw, I saw a lot of different um, notes about this. Mm-hmm. There's, a, there's a video clip. I think it's maybe on Instagram as well. Right. Uh, maybe TikTok, uh, where it didn't look dramatic. You know, it didn't look like he was jumping over buildings or something like that. Right. But unfortunately, things random things can happen. Remember Scott Speed was in the beam, uh, Subaru WRX? Yes. And he was doing this those tricks, trick uh, jumps. Yeah, yeah. And something happened, and he had a vertebrae spine uh, injury. Yeah. And it didn't look dramatic as well. So it's like 
it just takes you know one millimeter or something you bad know, happens. Hitting at a certain angle, angle at a certain speed. And yeah, yeah there, there's a variety it's, of different things. Uh, that, that brings me back to the first generation Ford Raptor, where guys left and right were detonating airbags and bending frames uh, because yes. they just kept treating them like they were full-on Baja trucks. And Ford's like, no, they're really not. Evil Knievel style. Yeah, like seriously, like major jumps. There's a great uh, clip on YouTube where a guy jumps a Raptor first gen, and right when he lands, you can clearly see the airbag detonates yeah, and I don't his know. frame I folded. think people were hurt during that too, I would imagine. Yeah, and that was a lot of stuff Atlantis yeah. where people do that all the time. Yeah, and, and the thing is, when the third generation Raptor was, um, actually the 2019 model, mm-hmm. uh, Ford, during the launch event, they had us jump it. But everything was prepared. It was a motocross, uh, we, uh, we were wearing helmets, Hans right. devices, we were fully buckled in. There was like medics standing everywhere, and we're told to go specific speed on a specific route at a specific time. Right. So those are the types of things you gotta follow if you're gonna be safe. Well, this uh, guy broke his vertebrae in three places. Ah. Uh, okay. I well, hope he recovers. So he wasn't properly prepared, let's say. Like, I hope maybe he, he should done. drink more milk, bro. What about that? <laughs> maybe it's maybe it's his problem. Maybe it's low calcium. I don't know. See, that's the thing. We don't have all the specifics. We don't know if he decided to drive it off a tanker at some point in time before this. We don't know whether or not yeah. he had an accident before this. We Was don't... the suspension in good condition? Exactly. So, yeah. it, it, and, and I honestly, the onus I don't, I say, never goes to the automaker. It goes to the idiot drivers who really don't pay attention to what they should be doing when they're doing this type of stuff. Well, he said that he aimed for 60 miles per hour, but it may have gotten beyond that as he wasn't looking at the speedometer. He had a nice smooth jump, but unfortunately, I landed a perfect pancake, all four wheels at the same time. Like we said, you know. His the... testimony means doo doo. <laughs> Doo-doo! Unless, of course, he had uh, all the instrumentation there and somebody with a black box and cameras and everything else. Honestly, I do not. I'm uh, sorry, but I, I will not rely on somebody else's testimony uh, when they do something like that. And also, you know what? If he did jump and he did hurt his back uh, driving a truck that is built to haul things, maybe he shouldn't be jumping the truck. Yeah, but I, th- I think there's also an issue here where the marketing you know, makes mm-hmm. it seem sometimes where this, these trucks are unstoppable. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they're, they're going up mountains, sand dunes. They're, you know, throwing rooster tails sure. of sand. Uh, the TRX, the Ram team, when they were launching the TRX, uh, Roman and Tommy were jumping them at the event. Too. Oh, they were doing Ram so Runner kind of, jumping. That's kind of the marketing, ago. right? Yeah. That's kind of the, like the hype. So... It's unfortunate. That it is, but right. I still don't blame the automaker. I blame. I mean, it's you. you can't because you, you don't know all the factors involved. Yeah, That's exactly. my point. Do so, we have Do we have any other news uh, items coming through? I, I have a couple of others. Uh, mm-hmm. r- yeah, really we, briefly yeah. because Tommy uh, helped us out in a big way. Oh yeah. Uh, he covered some truck news while most of us were out of the office. Oh yeah. Um, so mm-hmm. uh, there was a rumor, not rumor actually, but the report that Cummins is working on a gasoline engine. Uh, 6.7 gas engine in addition to their diesels that they're famous for, right? Exactly. Mm-hmm. So that story is on TFL Now channel, so okay. check it out. And also it will be on tfltruck.com. Uh, there's another piece of news related to our Silverado ZR2 truck that we now a long-term truck. Mm-hmm. Um, it has Google Assistant, which is basically kind of seamless Google integration into the into the truck, basically, into the infotainment system. Right. It has search capability. It has any look Google search, any anything, not just for navigation, but for any subject. And will it update itself over the, on the air or over the air? Uh, 
it will be you know it will be updatable fixable but it also knows about the vehicle so you can change like your temperature in the cabin using the system and it sounds really nice it'll tell you a joke if you ask for a joke was that a similar but, system that you used in New York when you did that video? Yeah, that's similar to the Alexa system uh -huh. from Amazon that Ford is using. Right. But what we didn't know, it wasn't really clear, is that it's a subscription. There's always a catch. Oh, subscription, huh? How yes. Much? So for the ZR2, the way that we checked it, it was one month free, mm -hmm. and then it could be up to $14.99 a month to use the full Google suite of technologies that including also um, you know the OnStar services as well yeah yeah I got you I, I'm so That's, tired of these subscription services that people are starting to hit everybody with I mean it's enough to make a car payment isn't it and then just everything else and uh, insurance on your vehicle right, all this right. all this more expensive on, on just, an just another expensive vehicle exactly and it's just it's just it's nickel and diming people and they're finding new ways to do it and I hate that I Hate it. I was looking over some of the comments in that video too that we posted on Net, on TFL now, mm -hmm. and everyone was pretty much agreeing with that. Like GM, like what are you doing? We but, and they're not alone. Actually, right, like, Nathan, exactly. like Nathan was saying, you know, Toyota is uh, considering similar kind of paid subscription well, services. They're doing it, and they're doing it, yeah. and others too. Yeah. Um, well, here's, a, here's another thing, because I was with the GMC team, and I asked mm -hmm. them about this. I was like, can you explain this? It's not very clear. Mm -hmm. uh, they did say, though, <laughs> when you're paying 80 grand for Denali Ultimate <laughs> or an 84X, uh, you have three years of free Google. Three now, years. Now, three I'm okay with. Uh, yeah, because who that knows what's going to happen. Term right there. It could be your lease term. You, you, you may be getting now rid we're of talking, your vehicle. You know, a one year or a one month thing. One is, month. One month is piddly, and that, yeah. that's ridiculous. Hell, you might only drive that truck two or three times in a month. You never know. But but three years. That's that's a nice chunk of time, and that and they do that with a certain uh, and Alexa. Services. Alexa is offering that too. Right, but also just uh, satellite radio and some other stuff like that. You you can get those types of terms as well, and. That, I think, is much better and a lot more fair. Once again, even if you can't afford an 80, 90, $100,000 vehicle, having to pay more on top of that is just another way to nickel and dime the customer. I'm sorry, but it is. Yeah. And they really should find a way to put packages together that are far more reasonable. That's my own opinion, though. And because, I mean, satellite radio, I don't know, it's somehow different in my mind mm -hmm. but this is it seems like it's a part of the vehicle it should be right well, because Satellite because it's a separate company because it's XM, integrated yeah, exactly. into it right mm -hmm. it's integrated into the vehicle and right. it works great yeah so, yeah anyway, the, the, um, the new systems are fantastic so that was another piece of news that we're exploring and, okay. and, and talking about should as well should we move on to some of the questions we have yeah definitely let's move on to questions we had a patreon comment actually PJ. jay um can you can you kind of cue us up on the so thank you by the way so Obviously, it's not a requirement to support us on Patreon, but right. it helps our show, the podcast show, um, and it helps actually everything TFL does. Uh, Patreon.com slash TFL car is the way you can support us. It's also a great way to communicate with us mm -hmm. because most of us are monitoring that um, area. If you have questions, specific questions like to vehicles you're researching or comments like this from, I believe it was Ryan. Yeah, I'm looking for it right now. Okay. I'm not so sure where it went, actually. So, guys, thank you very much for your support. Without it, we cannot do what we do here. Uh, a really good example of that is the fact that we're able to bring Jay on board. And by expanding the size of TFL and our footprint, our studios, we're able to do even more, which is 
well, also why we have things like a ranch, which is pretty cool to have yeah, too. Yeah, D- Dumbleweed Ranch. Yes, which, which by we're the way, expanding. we are expanding, and that has a new off-road course. And we have a video on TFL Off-Road where Tommy actually takes an electric vehicle on our new off-road course, specifically built for crossovers. Yeah. So yeah. st- um, check it out, Jay. Uh, so I just found it. So Did this. You? Okay, because I'm not so, seeing it. Uh, this Sorry came about that. This came from Ryan. <laughs> You'll appreciate this, Nathan. Uh, Ryan says, hey, guys, just became a patron. Love your old content. Y'all's content. Oh, thank oh, you. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Sorry, I, I really butchered this. No, no, that's all right. You um, I, had, I had a thought, Ryan says, with your new and badass ZR2, I would love to see a video with Bob Seger's Like a Rock playing in the background. Bring back the classic Chevy commercial. I'm in the market for a new Silverado. I own a 2019 Ram 1500 Lone Star. Great work. Keep it up. Thank you very much. And that's a great idea. How long can we play music on YouTube before we have to, um, we get in trouble? Those copyright uh, violations will be hitting us real fast. So a millise- how, what's the, what's a millisecond. The, it's no, a millisecond. No, it's a couple, it's a several seconds. How but we here's, can, here's we what Tommy we did. We guitar, right? And we, have him sing Bob Seger. We already helped Ryan. Okay. Ryan, first of all, great idea. I love those older commercials. Actually, especially, they're pretty good. Especially, you know, when they go over these rocks where it seems like no trucks or ever. Yeah, ever and it's slow motion. It's slow like motion. the cowboy. It's great. Mud is spraying out, and mm-hmm. there's horses in the background with cows, and, and then they're carrying trucks on top of trucks. I love that stuff. So we, we, we did this, something. We, pop, we used a, a clip of the music. Thank you, Bob Seger. Or whoever owns that. Mr. Seeger. Mr. Seeger. Yeah. I'm sorry. Mr. Uh, Seeger. Uh, yeah. And we published it on Instagram. Ah, okay. So if you go to TFL Truck Instagram and also our Facebook page at TFL Truck or the Fastlane Truck, uh, we have a clip of the ZR2 driving through mud uh, with like rock playing because oh, we can't awesome. monetize it anyway. Yeah. So why does, might as well might, just, might as well put it there, right? Yeah. And uh, by the way, you know, Bob Seeger, I believe, is from Detroit. Mm. I'm serious. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. I, I believe, uh, like, I think he even worked on the, one of the lines. Uh, and he, I believe, was very cool about allowing his music to be used by GM back in the day because he wanted to help the auto industry. That's that's what I believe I heard on rock radio because that's all I listened to. Okay. So uh, what about our next Patreon? Yes. So I don't have any more recent questions. Ah. But do we have another question on email or... Jay, did you have anything in that in that queue? In the email, no. I did get a question recently. Can I throw it at yeah, you? Yeah, it's not a please. Patreon question. Go though. ahead. Um, and the question simply is asking about Rivian and whether or not the SUV version of the Rivian, which I believe you've seen in person, haven't you? Have, did uh, yes, you? I yeah. did. Uh, so I saw the prototype. Actually, there was a Denver event like mm-hmm. a couple years ago. Right. I, I saw it. I climbed into it. Third row seat, right? Yes. Okay. Small. The, and the, yeah, it, it is kind of on the small side. The, the Rivian is not as big, and, and this person thinks there is the size of a Tahoe. I don't think so. And uh, I wanted your opinion on that because you got us you know, up close. Yeah, yeah, so here's the thing. So mm-hmm. let's start with the truck. That's a good question. Uh, the R1T is between a Tacoma and an F 150. Mm-hmm. Okay. So it's not as big as an F 150 crew cab. It's a little bit bigger than a Tacoma. So it's like yeah. a Dakota. Uh, it's kind of a Dakota. Or a Tundra from 20 years ago. Okay. Okay. <laughs> wow, we're going deep. On yeah, this we one. are. Um, then, so imagine that size, mm-hmm. and then they shrink the wheelbase by a few inches. Okay. And then you get the SUV. So the SUV okay. wheelbase is a little bit shorter, actually. So it's shorter than the truck. 
the wheelbase itself. Yes. And the overall uh, and the overall width is also shorter. The width is shorter, or, uh, or the, the length. length I'm sorry. Okay. The okay. length. So I would say it's similar to like a Forerunner type mm. vehicle. That's okay. what I would kind of equate it. You know, some Forerunners have back seats, third row. Yes, as they well. do. They still, I believe, have an availability for the yeah, third row. Yeah. So I think it's in that realm where it's kind of between the Forerunner and maybe something slightly larger mm-hmm. than the Forerunner. Uh, but it still sits pretty high. I mean, it still has a lot of capability because right. it has height adjustable suspension, all that stuff. So, so that's kind of where that um, is kind of that's where this SUV fits. I think that what people get confused with visually, it looks really big. If you just look at it standing by itself, yeah, it, it has to be next like, to something. You have right, hair it like a, you can make anything look kind of. Or small. You can, big you can or small make in a photo, yeah. but, but you got to do a direct apples apples com- size comparison. Right. I think it has to do with the actual design of the vehicle, the way it looks kind of Hummerish almost in terms of its square back and everything mm-hmm. else, mm-hmm. which makes it kind of look like beefy and big. And that's why he thought it was the size of a Tahoe. So. Yeah, exactly. And Riven, if you're listening and watching, uh, please send us one. Yeah, maybe start building them too, I'm thinking. Yeah, it might be a good idea. No, but I'm serious. We're we're really interested in reviewing it. No, you know, we, we can are. take it off road. We we'll can take it, it. We can take it to Moab and any number of things. We will fill the entire cabin with our crew. Definitely a drag race in there too. Oh yeah, for sure. Oh, oh, yes, I have a before we wrap up, uh, Jay. I, I have a comment. Uh, actually, a couple of comments. Uh, one of them is from Troy Chavez. So thank you, Troy. Thank you. Thanks, man. Um, uh, Troy is excited about the ZR2. I think a lot of people actually appreciate this truck. I'm pretty uh, excited about it too. <laughs> yeah, and uh, there's a question about modification. So, mm. so where can you take the ZR2 as far as Ooh. like customization with it, right? Um, so uh, Troy says, I just watched your Silverado ZR2 in Moab video, which is on TFL Offroad. So thank you very we much. We are the first to take it there. Awesome. That we we worked really hard, by the way. You worked and, really hard and, on that. And Cole, he's a new videographer. You know, yeah. that was his first Moab trip. That poor kid with TFL. Yeah. I threw, him, I threw him in the deep end. You did, and yeah. he did really well. Yeah, he yeah. did. Yeah. So, truck did great. Troy says, would love to do a comparison of the ZR2 to my truck. If you guys ever in California, um, he has a built-up Silverado with mods. Mm. So, you know, a modified suspension. Um, I believe his truck is on 35s. So, he's basically saying, you know, first of all, let's compare the trucks. Mm-hmm. And also, kind of where, where can we take the ZR2, which is kind of interesting. So, we talked about potentially upsizing our tires. I think that that's something that we should do, yes. So the ZR2 comes with 33s, like we mentioned. Mm-hmm. It's approximately a 33 diameter uh, height, and then it's about 10.6, 10.8 inches wide. Mm-hmm. That's the factory tire. Right. Um, it's, al- it's always difficult to know exactly how wide you can go and how tall before you start rubbing. But I'm guessing, and I have a little bit of insider information here, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. that you can go almost to 35s without changing the suspension but and make it a little bit wider, but not too wide. Okay. Like 12-inch or 12.5-inch width would really wreak havoc, I would say. So what if we were to go almost 35s with 11-inch? There you go. But, okay, we're but, done. But the danger, the danger is uh, if it looks like a pizza cutter, that's not a good look. No, know, well, that's it, the point, is that narrow. we go yeah. a little bit wider, yeah. but also having more of a contact patch. I mean, yeah, aesthetics are important, and it really would look better with a, a beefier tire. Uh, but can we also go to a smaller wheel 
and put on a larger tire so we have more sidewall. Is that possible? That is a good question. Right now it's an 18-inch wheel, mm -hmm. and I'm I don't know, and I don't think so. I, I don't know if the 17 would would actually clear the brakes. Yeah, that's like, what I'm like curious about. Saying. And that's one of the problems nowadays is that these brake calipers and everything else are so massive that you really can't do it unless you do some sort of offset thing and. Many people, and I tend to agree that offsets aren't always a great idea. Uh, but there, there's a whole different—that's a whole different video in itself. Offsets and spacers and all. And that. you know who's doing this? Actually, Ford with the Raptor. Mm -hmm. They're still riding a 17-inch wheel. Mm -hmm. So they really designed for that. And, yes. And they do have that bigger sidewall on their well, they tires. They also have a 37 that's available, exactly. but with exactly. a completely revised rear suspension. Yeah, exactly. So, so yeah. So we're thinking about this, Troy. We, we kind of mm -hmm. want to play with our Zero Two, and it, actually, we can change the offset on the wheel itself to push the wheels further out. Yes. And and still have some coverage because those fender fender flies, especially in the front, have some coverage. So they do, but then once again, you know, once you go too far out with an offset, then you no, could, then you have to redo your fenders. Also, possibly your axle. Remember that you know you put in a different type of stress load on your axle if you go too far. So there's a lot of questions out there yeah. that need to be answered. But the good news is we have the truck expert right here in front of me. That's yes. Andre, Mr. Andre. So yeah, and so so more to come. Like like we were saying. So we talked about the GMC trucks, mm -hmm. F-150 Lightning. Mm -hmm. uh, we have all those videos coming next week as well, as far as details about towing and off-roading and right. all, all that stuff. Um, I'm also going to a Magna event next week. So Magna is having an event in Michigan, and uh, they're showcasing some of their new technologies. Right. And now, who is Magna? Magna is a tier one supplier. That means that most vehicles you see on the road every day have some sort of component from Magna. They don't build tires, they don't build windshields, mm -hmm. but sensors, um, driveline components, transfer cases, uh, battery enclosures. You know, Magna is one of those huge companies that many people don't even know, but they're similar to like Bosch or ZF, who are some of the other competitors in that space, who mm -hmm. provide components to, to vehicles. And they have a lot of a lot of vehicles under their belt. I mean, and some that you guys would be really. And they also to hear about. actually uh, on contract under contract they built some. Yes, they built the G wagon to that's for exactly Mercedes. one of the ones I was going to talk about. They're yeah. going to build the new Fisker Ocean SUV as well. Oh, that's yes. right. Yes, yep. yes, uh, and the Fisker Ocean, by the way, that plant that they're going to be using is like a zero um, waste plant as well. Uh, we actually have a story on Fisker with their new vehicle which is on TFL car. They're teasing a sedan, right, or something uh, like It's that? a sports car. It's okay. a GT sports car, and it's called the, oh, Ronin. It's called the Ronin. Not Roman, the Ronin. R-O-N-A-N? Uh, yeah, like, like the Lone Warrior. It's also actually based on the movie do, Ronin because with, of the car chases. With do, Robert De Niro. Yep. Do you think yeah. Robert will be uh, showcasing this vehicle? Well, either that or it'll take a baseball bat to the owner. Who knows? I don't know how, how uh, De Niro's going to take it. But mm -hmm. anyway, he's, he is into green stuff. Anyway, but uh, that's on TFL Car. And that story just recently popped. There you go. Uh, lots of truck news, as always. Yes. Um, so thank you for joining us. AllTFL.com is where you'll find everything TFL-related, all kinds of news, including TFL Bike. That's correct, guys. Thanks again for me, Nathan, and Jay. We're signing off. See, See you guys next time. When you need
need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.